So I've got a question for you today. I want you to think about it just for just a couple of seconds. And here it is. Who or what is protecting you today? Oh, great answer. Yeah. All right. Beautiful. I got I to gotta pay that young man $5 for that. That was a right answer. Yeah. God is what the Bible says our shield. Now, as a church, we are going through a year-long series, and you'll see behind me a bunch of names up on the, on the back wall. And to my left and to your right, you're going to see one of the names is a shield. And today's message really is just uh, a time to remind all of us that we are really not in charge of our lives. And as smart as you are, as strong as you are, as intelligent as you are, you really don't have the ability to protect yourself. Now I know that's, that's kind of hard for some of you to take. Because you're the type A personality that likes to be in charge, likes to be in control. You got it all together and, and you uh, are in control of the universe. And, 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 you know, confidence is good. But pride is not good. And every once in a while, we all need to be reminded that we need a shield. We need someone looking out for us. How many know we live in a, a really complicated world? It's like crazy. Like I told Tammy the other day, I said, this is the most upside-down world I have ever seen. It's crazy. If we ever need somebody to protect us, it would be today. We need a shield. We need someone who's got our back. We need someone that we can count on. And I don't know about you, but I am, I am susceptible for, 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 for making terrible mistakes and, 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 and messing up and failing. I don't want to be in charge of my life. I want to know that as I walk, walk through life, as I navigate through this complicated thing we call life, that I've got somebody who's got my back and someone that is protecting me. So you're going to be encouraged today to know, and, and you're going to be reminded today that you've got someone who's there for you, and he's going to be your shield. He's going to be there to protect you. He's going to be there to, to, to keep you safe in difficult times. So one of the names of, of God is, is a shield. And in your sermon notes, you've all got them there today. The, the first scripture of this is in Genesis chapter 15. God, uh, Jesus, uh, God is talking to Abraham. And he says, after this, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. Do not be afraid. I am your shield. Everyone say shield. shield. Your very great reward. I think it's interesting there that God said to Abraham, don't be 
afraid. You know what I think people are struggling with now more than ever? Fear. They're, they're afraid. And I think there's a lot to be afraid about. But God says the same thing to us today. Bell Isle Community Church, don't be afraid. It can be real easy to fear China, to fear Russia, to fear, like, this economy, to fear the, the racial tension that is so prevalent in our day. And this was 2,000 years ago, when, even longer, when God said to Abram, don't be afraid, I am your shield. I want to take you to another verse of Scripture, and this is one we're really going to focus on today. If you're with me this morning, let me hear a, a big amen. It's found in uh, Psalms chapter 3. Psalm was written by King David. And look what he says in verse 1 through 3. Lord, how many are my foes? How many are going to rise up against me? Many are saying of God, God will not deliver you. But here it is, verse 3. But you, O Lord, are a shield around me. You are my glory and the lifter of my head. I like that. David was known as a man after God's own heart. And David says, God, I'm dealing with a bunch of adversaries in my life. I'm dealing with a bunch of foes. There, is a, there are forces that are against me, and they're all over the place. I'm wondering, and it's in your notes, I left you a couple blanks, and I asked you a question. What are the enemies that are, you're faced with today? What are the foes? What are the adversaries? What are the enemies that you are faced with here today? you got to fill that blank in. Some of you, I put nine or ten spaces. Some of you are going to need a book. Fear. Worry. Loneliness. Depression. Anger. Unforgiveness. Resentment. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And in the midst of a a world where there's many, many enemies, we have to have a shield that's going to protect us. Now, a shield, Chandra showed the kids this morning, it's a piece of armor used to defend against enemies. And how many know we live in a day that we need a defense? And one of the defenses that we have as believers is called the shield. God is our shield to protect us from enemies. So I don't know what you're faced with today, but whatever you are facing, God wants to protect you. God wants to be your shield. But here's the problem, church. Watch this. Because we are so proud, because we are so arrogant, because we think that we are in charge of our universe, Many times we don't allow God to be our shield because we think that we can do it alone or without him. I've got this, God. I've arrived. I'm 60 years old and I've been around the block a few times. I got this. I don't need you to be my shield. And we end up trying to protect ourselves. You ever met anyone like that? They got it all together. They know every answer. 
Uh, they, they do really good at Jeopardy. I mean, you should hang with these people because they know every single answer. And their, their response is, God, I got this. I don't need a shield. I don't need protection. And I would ask you today, how's that working for you? Because all of us need to come to a place in our lives where we say and we humble ourselves and say, God, I need you to be my shield. I need you to be my protector. Way back in Genesis chapter 1, there's a story that really sheds light on how we all like to protect ourselves. You ever heard of Adam and Eve? Genesis chapter 1? The Bible says something very interesting. The Bible says that Adam and Eve, of course, they sinned, they ate the apple, and they ran from God. And it says they did something really interesting. Watch this, church. The Bible says they, they, were, they, they were naked and they ran to the bushes and they hid in the bushes. And then it says something really interesting. It says that Adam and Eve put their minds together and said, you know what, we've got to protect ourselves. So the Bible says that Adam and Eve in the bushes, they took fig leaves and they covered themselves. Now, we don't have fig leaves in Florida, but we do have palm trees. And Adam and Eve discovered for the first time that they were naked and they were in sin and they needed to cover themselves. So they put together fig leaves to try to cover their nakedness. Now, some of us need more fig leaves than others. I'm not going to go there. But this was their way of protecting themselves. If you look at the original language, that word their fig leaves is the word covering. Another translation is that word actually means that Adam and Eve sowed fig leaves. They, that, that word their fig leaves or covering means armor. They put together fig leaves as armor to protect themselves. And in this day and age, in the year 2023, there are millions and millions and millions of people who are walking through life, not tapping into the power that God can be our shield, and you walk around trying to cover yourself with armor. And that's risky. That's dangerous. How many know that we really can't protect ourselves, can we? And as crazy as fig leaves are, that's exactly what men and women do today in Belle Isle. They walk around and they don't acknowledge that they need a savior. They don't acknowledge that they need a shield. And so they walk around trying to protect themselves, to build armor against people hurting them or wounding them or hurting them. And God wants you to know today that you don't have to walk around with fig leaves. You don't have to walk around today with your self-made armor. God says, I am your shield. I will be there for you. I will protect you if you will simply acknowledge that you need me to be your shield over you, your family, your business, and your future. So let's talk. Are you all still with me this morning? Uh, when you... Uh, when you 
have your man-made armor. It's expensive, it's exhausting, it is ineffective, and it leaves you vulnerable. But God says, I want to be there for you, and I want to be your shield. So what does our man-made armor look like? David, I'm going to have you come up just for a second, and I'm going to just give you an illustration. If you'll grab that, uh, that armor there, and let me give you a couple of examples of how we try to protect ourselves. So here's the first one. I've got a lot of money. And my money is going to protect me. Oh, really? Good luck. You look at the stock market. You look at what's going on. And how many know that money is not really a great shield or protector? Sometimes it easily comes, and guess what? Sometimes it easily what? Goes. Money cannot be the thing that protects us. Well, here's another, here's another one. Here's a good one. How about pride? I've got all the answers. i got it all figured out. I don't need anybody. I can do it by myself. And we put our confidence in pride. Here's, here's another one. My abilities. We'll get through this on myself, by myself. I can figure this out. I got all that it takes to protect myself and make it through this world. And we trust in our abilities. Here's another one. My experience. I know it all, done it all, been around the block. I can live through life and walk through life trusting in my experience. Here's a few more. How about my talent? I've gotten out of tough times before, and I can do it again. I'm trusting in my talent, my abilities, my experience. Here's another one. How about you're trusting in your name, your family name, your family business, your reputation. And here's the last one. Our intelligence. Our name, our reputation, our talent, our abilities, our experience, our money. I've got it all, God. I don't need a shield. And that's exactly what Adam and Eve did. They tried to cover themselves with man-made armor. How many know that man-made armor doesn't work? Can I get an amen? Thank you, David. So let's look into God's word real quickly, and let's find out how we can get protection. How many of you would like to find out how you can get protected? Three of you. What about the rest? How many would like to find out how we can get protected and allow God to be our shield here today? All right, number one. How do I get protected? Number one, humble yourself. Humble yourself. Many of you know I just got back from Cuba last week. And as a church, we were able, and I'm delighted to tell you that, that, that I was there last week, and, and this week, now we've collected over $16,000 for Cuba. And they're going to be able to buy 
a piece of property right next to the church and another piece of property. So God is really showing his faithfulness, and, and it's a delight to be able to help the people in Cuba who are going through a really, really, really tough time. You know what I like about the people of Cuba? They're humble. They're not cocky or arrogant or self-sufficient. They are the sweetest people in the world, and they are going through such difficult time. They're living on $20 a month. Think about how long it would take you to live on $20 a month. And they live on $20 a month, and they're the most humble, kind people that I know. I wonder that if people from Cuba came here to the United States, I wonder what they would say about us. And chances are they would not say that Americans are humble. I don't think they would. I think they would look at us and say, you guys are self-sufficient. You guys are confident in who you are and confident in your country. And that is all fine and, and dandy. But if we really want to get God to protect us, we need to come to a place where we humble ourselves and say, God, I can't protect myself. I need you. You know what the Bible says. The Bible says God gives grace to the humble, but he resists those that are proud. So if I were you today, I would simply in your own heart acknowledge, God, help me not to be arrogant. Help me not to think that I've got it all together. Help me not to think that my intellect or my abilities or my experience or my money is going to protect me. Help me to put my trust in you. And you do that by humbling yourselves. In the Old Testament, there's a scripture. It says this. Some trust in chariots. Some trust in horses. Some trust in the stock market. Some trust in real estate. But we will trust in you. And I'm praying that God would raise up men and women in Belal Community Church that are humble. And they acknowledge that they need a shield. Number two, what's the second thing you do if you want to get protection? Number one, do a quick 180 and repent. Just simply repent. Say, God, I'm sorry for my self-sufficiency. I'm sorry for covering myself with man-made armor. I do a 180 and I repent and I ask you to help me to put my trust in you completely. Number three, are you still with me? Simply ask him. God, I need your protection. God, I need you to be my shield. God, I need you to be with me today. I need you to protect my children. I need you to protect my business. I need you to protect me. Would you please simply ask him? And when you ask him, he will respond and he will be the shield that you need him to be. Number four, daily thank him. How many of you are here today? Now, now, now I'm going to have you raise your hands. How many of you are here today and you can honestly say that you have seen or sensed or experienced God being a shield of protection over you. Can I see your hand? Yeah, keep them up. I'm going to ask the camera to, 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 to scroll over the whole audience. Almost every hand is lifted. Except one guy in the back here. He's sleeping. Everybody. Everybody. We've experienced it. We've, we've seen it. First hand, 
that God has been our source of protection. He has been a shield. And the way you get God to protect you is to simply thank him every day. God, thank you for protecting me. Thank you for being my shield. We were driving down Park Avenue Friday night. And a kid from Winter Park High School, prom, they were all dressed up in suits. And out of nowhere, we're driving down Park Avenue and this kid just jumps right out in front of the car. Slammed on our brakes. We almost hit him. Thank God he protected him and thank God he protected us. Every single day we see God's protection. Why? He is a shield and he wants to be there for you. And all you've got to do is thank him for protecting you. Can I get an amen? And then number five, what do you do to get God's protection? You rest in his protection. You don't need to stress. You don't need to worry. You need to rest that God is going to protect you. Why? Because his name is, I'm a shield. And shields protect us. So you need to rest that God is protecting you. He's protecting your kids. He's protecting your business. He's protecting your finances. Rest in that protection. Now, let's do this real quick. I've got, I've got a few more minutes. Let's go to, take your Bibles and go to Ephesians real quick. Go to Ephesians uh, Chapter 6, I'm going to read one more verse of Scripture, and it's there in your notes. Go to Ephesians chapter 6, and I want to talk just for a couple minutes about the armor of God. The armor of God. Ephesians chapter 6, I'm going to read just a couple of verses here. Uh, verse uh, 10 through 18. If you're with me, let me hear an amen. Here's the armor of God. This is what God gives us to protect ourselves in addition to him being our shield. It's called the armor of God. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil. Therefore... Put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after having you've stunned, stood everything, you will stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. The breastplate of righteousness in place. Your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all, take up the shield of faith, which with it you can distinguish all the fiery arrows of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. All right, let me have your eyes and ears real quickly. Number one, God says, I'm gonna, I want you to put on the armor of God. Everyone say armor. armor. God wants you to put it on. Now, I'm going to say something that you may not agree with or you may not like, but just listen to me just for a few moments. God wants you to put on the armor and he wants you to keep it on. The armor is not something that you put on and take off and put on and take off. I believe that you put on the armor of God one time. Now, I know some of you say, well, Pastor Scott, we need to put it on every day. Well, if you put it on every day, that means for half of your life, you don't have the armor on when you sleep. You ever thought about that? How many know that you need the armor of God on when you sleep? How many know that we, when you're in battle, watch this, you don't ever take your armor off. You keep your armor on 
all the time. So what you do every day is you thank God for the armor that you have. And you keep it on because you need it all the time. So you put on the armor once and you thank God for the armor every single day. And the armor of God starts, number one, with the belt of truth. You've got to believe what God says about you and not the lies that the enemy says about you. I'm afraid some of you are here today and you're being lied to. And you're believing those lies. The armor of God starts with the belt of truth that says you've got to believe God's word and believe what God says about you. And don't believe the lies of the enemy. Number two, the breastplate of righteousness. Righteousness is a free gift. It comes from Jesus, and it's all because of him, and you stand in that righteousness, and it's all about Jesus and little to do with you. It's called the breastplate of righteousness. The third tool that God gives you is the gospel of peace. You know what the gospel of peace is? Watch this. Not having conflict in your life. Not going around stirring up issues. Not getting on Facebook and causing a bunch of toxic relationships. The gospel of peace is that you live a life that you are not in conflict. It's called the gospel of peace. And that's part of the armor of God. Are you still with me? Number four, the shield of faith. Everybody put your shield up like this real quick before we go. Put the shield up. We live by faith. We don't live by what we see in the natural. We live with the shield of faith. And we trust God in faith for everything. How many of you are here today and you're sick in body? I believe that God wants you to be healed. I believe God is a God of healing. And you need to lift up that shield of faith and believe God to heal your body. You don't live by what you see. You live by what you believe. And it starts with the shield of faith. And then number six, number five, the helmet of salvation. You put on the helmet of salvation that determines that you are secure in the salvation of Jesus Christ. You can be secure knowing that you are no longer a slave, but you are a friend of God. And then number six, the sword of the Spirit. Believing God by the power of the Holy Spirit to help you to live an effective life. It's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. And when you walk with the armor of God and God as your shield, you can be protected and you can walk in confidence knowing that God has got your back. And all God's people said, I know you guys are ready to eat barbecue. I, I know you can't think about anything other than here I'm talking about the sword of the spirit and you guys are thinking about gravy and, 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 and pulled pork and chicken. And, and so we're going to get there. God is your shield. He's got your back. He's going to protect you. Will you stand up across the auditorium? Guess what, church? You leave today and someone's got your back. You don't have to live in fear. You don't have to live in worry. God is your shield, and he is going to protect you by the power of the Holy Spirit. Would you bow your hearts with me and let's pray together. Father, thank you so much that we can put our trust in you today. We live in turbulent world. And God, we uh, so much uncertainty. 
But we want to be confident today that we can walk through this life knowing that you are in charge of every detail of our life. Thank you for being our shield. Thank you for being our protector. Thank you for being the one that will be there to assist us and to walk us through this thing called life. We humble ourselves. We recognize that we need you. And we pray today, God, that you would remind us that you have got our back. You are our shield, and we're grateful for that. We rest in that today. In Jesus' name, and all of God's wonderful people said, amen and amen. All right, Michelle has instructed me to give you all the details about what's getting ready to take place. I know you guys are hungry. We've got barbecue. Um, is it pork? No, it's not barbecue. It's, it's good, though. It's chicken and what else? Chicken and beef, and we've got lots of great sides and, and refreshments. Um, you're going to head straight out the back door, head to the right, and down the fellowship hall. There's a hallway where all the food is provided. Enjoy yourself. Thank you for coming today. God bless you. We'll see you next week.